0: Hello and
1: welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back. Another week, we're back to talk all things UGA sports. And hey, Hey. this just in. Uh, What's that, Clint? What are we we talking about? Is it
0: football? I thought I heard you say UGA football, but did you say something different? No.
1: No, I didn't say football because we're not only talking about football because the little dead heartbeat that was gone and ripped out of our chest that we talked about constantly for the basketball team. Oh, he back. Oh, he back. He back. I can't believe this is the first time I think in the history of the podcast we have started off a week on basketball. True or false? It has to be true. I think it
0: has to be true and... um not only that, but like if you're listening to this podcast and you expected us to start off with anything else, I don't know what you could possibly be thinking. It's the only thing we even could have started this show on a Monday with, because not only did UJ basketball rattle off two consecutive victories, that's what they call oh. a winning streak, Clint. That's a winning I'm,
1: streak. When was the last time you said that about the basketball team? Come at Daniel? me
0: if you disagree, because that's no, you, a legitimate you can't. streak. Um, But not only did they rattle off two victories in a row, but um, not only was your boy in attendance for the most recent of those two victories, but um, it was in dramatic fashion, Clint, Uh uh,
1: to say the least. Look, we don't have apology music, but if we did, I'm going to ask Daniel a question about Mr. Crump. And Mr. Crump, you get one day of being called Mr. Crump, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you your due time, mm-hmm. okay? I'll give it to you. I'll give you the floor. But I have a question coming up for Daniel based upon this year. Uh, but if you're new to the podcast, we welcome you in. Uh, he is Daniel. I'm Clint. We uh, we are the best fans you could ever imagine because we get angry when we're supposed to get angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're excited. Eh. Some some of the time, uh, not not like true excitement, but rather not angry, I should say. I don't really know. Is, I, is, I don't really know where you're going with this, but uh, <laughs> what? basically, what I'm saying, what? Daniel, is what are you best saying? Sort of fan. <laughs> we're the best sort of fan you could ever imagine, because we have no inside scoop to people on the ground floor of UGA athletics. Nobody's bribing anybody to give us information. We just have hot takes, and we come at you quick with them, Clint's... What Clint's trying to say, I think, is we're Georgia
0: fans. That's what this podcast <laughs> yeah. is all about. It's not We're yeah, not trying sure. to be something that we're not. We're not good at very many things. We let you know this um, both with our words and with our actions, that we're not good at many things. <laughs> Um, Call us inconsistent. You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong because we have done nothing but be forthcoming with you about our lack of abilities. Our wives have known this for years. And now, uh, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know it as well. But but we're not trying to be any of those things. We're trying to be Georgia fans. We are fairly good, as Clint mentioned, at that. And we assume that you are too. So we're, that's what this podcast is all about. It's for fans, by fans. Um, it is an opportunity for us to have real fan-centered conversations about the things that matter to us as they relate to the University of Georgia. Um we're so glad that you're here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Um you already know where you can find this podcast because you're listening to the podcast. I always feel like it's weird when podcasts say yeah. where you can find the podcast on the podcast. Like just find it here. Just find it in that maybe spot. Maybe in
1: somebody's car. Daniel and they're being oh, that's true. They're being held hostage. That's true. you know the blink, like, hey.
0: blink twice if you need our help. <laughs> oh, wait. No, we can't see you. Oh, I can't not see you only much. is this pre-recorded But also we can't see you. Also, we couldn't help you even if we could see you if you're in somebody's car Just wait until we get to a really uh, Particularly amusing part of the show they will uh-huh, be distracted uh-huh. and then oh, yeah. you tuck and roll and uh, Godspeed.
1: It's speak. okay. You can survive You can survive anywhere up to about 42 and a half miles per hour. You, you're oh. fine. Clint, that sounds like... Some, did you do some research on that, or is that... Just, <laughs> I'm not going to let you know why I know this, you but realize just, You realize a person's
0: life hangs in the balance right now. You <laughs> you, you feel okay. good about that information this you're is, giving This out?
1: is where uh, legal advocate Michael would <laughs> yeah. like us to remind you <laughs> that we are by no means... <laughs>
0: Nothing that we say is an endorsement or uh, can be taken too seriously in a court of law or otherwise. (laughs) Or Uh, otherwise. Listen, Uh, wherever wherever you did find the podcast, we are so glad that you're here. As Clint said, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're old to the show, welcome back. Um, uh, we're here every day, Monday through Friday. Um, we would love for you to subscribe, follow along with us, be here with us every day. We would love for you to tell a friend about the show. If you like the show, we'd love for you to leave us a rating or an, and a review and slash or a review. We appreciate those of you that have done those things already. And um, if you haven't, then you can just do that right now while you're listening. Uh, pending, you're not driving as long as you're the hostage, not the hostage taker in this situation. Um, don't, uh, don't, don't leave us a review while driving. But when you get to where you're going, you could stop and leave us a review. That'd be great. Um, uh, we're here every day. Uh, you can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We would love to interact with you and engage with you that way we have a full week of shows today uh or this week but today as clint mentioned we are starting with a basketball game uh hello georgia with a two-point win over vanderbilt we should mention because we didn't mention it last week obviously it happened last week but we were uh, neck deep in positional previews. And honestly, we weren't ready to care about the basketball team last week no. yet. No. But Georgia did have a 10 point win over top 25 ranked Auburn at home. Uh, an impressive win, uh, a, a really impressive defensive performance in the game against Auburn. Some poor shooting by Auburn, but also an impressive defensive performance. You got to give credit where credit's due to Georgia. They scored enough to win um, yep. and uh, yeah we would have talked about that game quite a bit more on this
1: show except but we we were waiting for basically want to say hey that's that's cute one time might be a fluke show me something else and Georgia said mm, okay
0: I got you. let me show you something in the realm of Memorial Coliseum Nashville, Tennessee, um, uh, there's so many, I, again, I was in attendance, took my son, Asher to the game, longtime listeners of the show, uh, know my son's work, know his affinity for the University of Georgia. Um, a <clears throat> Couple things quickly and then we'll get into the game uh, from my experience. Don't know if you've ever been to a basketball game in Nashville. Let me give you a heads up on a few things. Okay, Thing number one, we're walking to the stadium. And uh, to the to the Coliseum and my uh, my son looks up at me and goes, Dad, there are a lot of Vanderbilt fans here. And I said, well, yeah, it's a Vanderbilt home game. We're in Tennessee and Nashville and this is a Vanderbilt game. And, And he goes, yeah. And we walk a little bit further and he goes, there are not many Georgia fans here. I said, yeah, well, again, it's a Vanderbilt home game. And then we get in the stadium, and he says, Dad, where are all the Georgia fans? Apparently, I've taken my son to several Vanderbilt-Georgia football games, but ah. not to a Vanderbilt-Georgia basketball game. He was expecting about 75% Georgia fans. Um, it was not that. Nope. There were a few of us in the stands, but it was mostly Vanderbilt fans.
1: Um, if you've never been Any to Bo- 70 th- any seventy-three year olds looking to pick a fight with you? We will get it. We will get to that, Clint. <laughs> okay, good. But yes,
0: but yes, there were. <laughs> of course, uh, of yes, course. But yes, there were. Yes, there were. Uh, the, listen, I am. We said it already. I am nothing if not predictable. <laughs> okay, listen, I am. What you see is what you get with this guy. Okay. Um, let me give you a quick history of Memorial Coliseum. It is gotcha. seven hundred and eighty-four years old. Correct. It was it was built in um, in in Roman times. <clears throat> it
1: um, Diocles same... was the architect that that took care of that one.
0: You <laughs> Diocles. Oh, it's a fantastic fantastic pull right there. Clint um we sat we had actually had decent seats. We were right at center court on the second level. Um hmm. Uh, There's bleachers. It's bleachers, wooden bleachers in the Memorial Coliseum. The bleachers are about mm, nine and a half inches from one to the next. Okay, So, um, you know, if you've ever flown on like a cheap airline and you're Mm. um, and sometimes you have the sometimes you have the kid in the seat behind you. And they are just they are just waylaying the back of your seat with their feet and just constant, repetitive kicking of the back of your seat. You ever experienced that, Clint?
1: I I unfortunately have.
0: Now, imagine that same scenario, only you're sitting on a bleacher. And so your seat has no back to it. And it's just it's just your human back that that kid's foot is going. That was my experience for the first half of the game. So Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of fun. Memorial uh, Gymnasium, also notorious for being 700 degrees uh, inside. Uh, In years past when I've been, it has been uh, just a sweltering mess in there. Uh, this game, it was not. It was not seven hundred degrees. It was about forty degrees uh, Fahrenheit the entire game. It was oh. absolutely frigid inside. Uh, so there was that. But whatever home field advantage Vanderbilt was trying to gain from their decrepit gymnasium, they were unable to gain. The dogs did pull out the win in dramatic fashion, uh, and we will get to exactly. How it went down and our thoughts on the game coming up right after this.
1: So to say that you were excited in attendance, Daniel, is a little bit of an understatement.
0: Well, I was excited at the end.
1: The game was miserable to watch. We played horrible in this game. Don't we shouldn't have won. We only led twice, I think, and it was, well, three times. Uh, it was 5-6 to six or 5-4 to four at some point, and then near the end of we the game. We led for about, about
0: 25 seconds of action right. in the game. We were not the better team at no point during the game. From the first minute to the last second did I think we were going to win this game. At, at no. no point did I believe we were going to win this game. But let's start at the top. And it's time. It's time to cue up the music. Let's, let's give some. Let's give some credit where credit is due. Tyree Crump, how the heck are you? Welcome to the podcast. You sir have just have just cemented yourself as the uh, perpetrator of an icon- iconic moment in UGA basketball history. And and Clint, I don't know how you you feel, but I'm just going to go ahead and come out with. I could not be happier for this kid. I am yeah. thrilled for Tyree Crump um, to have this
1: moment on his resume. Well, you said uh, welcome to the podcast. It's not, it's not Crump's first time on the podcast. Well, that's fair. That's fair. We shouldn't say welcome. Daniel and I have been harsh, constant critics of Crump, okay? We, we have been dogged. On him for his horrible play, Mm -hmm. for his lack of hustle, for his lack of defense. It's it's been the constant message. However, welcome back, speaking in great light, because Daniel, you're right. I'm not I'm not going to talk anymore. What we did talk about, talk about what we are going to talk about, and that is yes, good on you for hitting such an iconic. And my question to you was going to be, and I think I know where you're going. Does this winning shot from three quarters of, of half court? Does that shot erase all the absolute crud play that he's had this year?
0: I think yes and no. I think I think Tyree Crump will be remembered for the shot after his when his career is over. I think this shot has now become the thing you'll remember most about his career, uh, and that is a relief, a welcomed relief for him because that was yeah. not going to be the case. Now. Listen, I stand behind all that we've said on the show about Tyreek. Really, my point is is that it's not like we don't like this kid. It's not like we have a no. grudge against him. I could not be happier for – you know, he has not been having a fun time this season either. And he has been – he's not – you've not seen him complain. He's been a good teammate. You've seen him cheering for other guys while he's been sitting on the bench. There's been, he has That's given right. you no reason to dislike him personally only to dislike his basketball play this season. And and so personally, I'm thrilled for the kid that you what you know must have been a grueling season. And you could see it on his face in the interviews after the game. When he hit the shot, he was in tears. He had the long hug with Tom Crean after the game. It, you could tell that uh-huh. this meant a lot to him, and I could not be more thrilled
1: for this kid. Couldn't agree more. I am thrilled for him as well, Daniel. <clears throat> Uh, so good on you. Welcome to the show. We're very happy. If we had apology music, but I think we've made it a policy. We're not going to play that anymore. Just because again, it would probably be in the background of so many episodes, you get for, tired of it. Formal apology to Tyree Crump. That's we're correct. issuing that now. But, but we're issuing that. But Daniel, Daniel, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you been? Have you been subpoenaed by mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. by the Nashville PD mm-hmm. yet? Is that subpoena out for you to, as, as you were witness as a witness, to what I believe? A federal witness, crime. Yeah, not, not, federal crime, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this statute, g- get him on the highest level because, my goodness, Ant-Man, what did you do to a poor kid? Listen to me, Georgia fans. Do not let Tyree Crump's shot
0: distract you from the fact that Anthony Edwards came out and murdered a fool in cold blood in the first half and did not even look remorseful. About it, they carried that kid out in a body bag, uh, and and Anthony Edwards just danced to the free throw line and had his way. Listen to me, Clint. <clears throat> the Vanderbilt basketball gymnasium, uh, the the seats, the fans. This may shock you to learn. Um, <clears throat> there are two types of people at Vanderbilt basketball home games. Okay, oh, I'm excited. The first type is NBA legend Scotty Pippen. That's the no. first type of person. Okay.
1: okay. So we're talking upper echelon one percenters. Good.
0: No, literally just that one person. No. His name is oh, Scotty okay. Pippen. He's an NBA okay. legend. <laughs> Maybe my third favorite player growing up. Scotty Pippen. Amen. A thrill to see him in, in person. Um, And all the rest of the people are old white men. That's, that's ah, who's in attendance
1: okay. <laughs> at the Vanderbilt basketball. game. Those so, are the people. So not... So not that dissimilar to Vanderbilt fan at football game. Just take out Scottie Pippen and add Mayor of Nashville or something like that.
0: There was, when Anthony Edwards murdered that fool in the first half, there was an audible gasp from the entire (laughs) arena. And then, and I'm not joking, I'm not exaggerating, for 15 real-life minutes, there was just a low murmur in the arena. There was... People were not even paying attention to the game. There was just a, no. an audible hum and buzz in the arena. I've, 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 I've not been a part of very many things like it. But let me tell you who did not take too kindly to that gasp and murmur. Uh, the old white men of, uh. of Vanderbilt fandom. Not a big fan of what they considered to be a blatant charge by Anthony oh, yeah. Edwards. Right. Um, uh, uh, also I don't believe he made five chess passes before he dunked that ball. So it's not even a legal play in old, old white man basketball. Correct. Um, uh, I got a lot of, I got a lot of sideways glances from the old white men and I don't, I don't honestly, I don't know why it could be because they saw that I was wearing a Georgia shirt. It could, sure. it could be because i had my son with me it could be because i stood up and screamed at the top of my lungs oh my god he killed that poor guy i don't know why people were upset with me but what's is that <laughs> is that improper to talk
1: about as his mom is standing listen, in I front had of you
0: literally not opened my mouth one time to that point in the game but that was an involuntary reflex clint i can't you can't be faulted for that, Daniel. I can't hold that in. He literally no. murdered the kid out there on the court in front of God and everybody. I, ha- I just, I don't know what I was supposed to do. But Vanderbilt old man, let the record show, Clint, uh-huh. just in case you were going to ask. I'm getting, let me get my pin ready, okay. I did not get mm-hmm. into a fight with an old man at the Vanderbilt basketball game.
1: That's twice that uh, your record is spotless as it pertains to trolling old white men, Could have Vanderbilt fan. Could have and
0: didn't. Also didn't get can. into a fight with Scotty Pippen.
1: So well, it was a perfect because, two for two. Because, <laughs> because Scotty Pippen would have taken you over his knee and made <laughs> he, you his little kid.
0: He would have reached out a six and a half foot arm and grabbed me by the throat and just started flinging me all over the place. Um... <clears throat> Let's get to the rest of the team real quick. Clint um, Rayshon Hammonds was uh-huh. very bad in this game. I mean, Blew. he was very,
1: very bad. Uh, I stopped counting missed shots inside the cylinder from him. He, just, just like it, it was bad. He was he was four of twelve from the field.
0: Uh, for eight points he was over four from three but he missed it wasn't just that he missed what i guess is that that's four he missed four non-three-pointers in the game um, sure in addition to all four of his three pointers, It's that all four of those two pointers that he missed were bunnies they were they were right at the rim he played some of the worst defense I've ever witnessed in person in my entire life. He's the worst defender on the team, and it's not even close. It is not even remotely close. And Severe Wheeler has got some serious limitations on defense. Oh, uh, my gosh. But Rayshon Hammonds is the worst defender I've ever seen in person. And it just
1: comes down to softness, Daniel. He's, He's just, just soft as all get out. He's so
0: soft. He got four rebounds in 26 minutes, Clint. He's the tallest player on our team on the court, and he got four rebounds in 26 minutes. Golly. I don't, I don't have any words for Rayshon Hamlin's other than why is Mike Peake not taking all of his minutes?
1: Look, if you guys want to hear what Nicobe Dean is to next year's football team, Pike is to next year's basketball team for me. I'm all in on this kid, Daniel. I can't get enough That's, of him. I want him more minutes all the time.
0: That is a, quite a statement that you've just made, um, but I'm going to allow it because he just brings an energy that I want more of. I want more mm-hmm. of that on the court. Whatever it is, I think it's universally known at this point that Rayshawn Hammonds does not have it.
1: He Unequivocally not part of the He's never DNA.
0: seen it. He's not familiar with it. He doesn't have it. Mike Peake seems to possibly have it. Get this kid some more minutes. Rayshawn Hammonds just is a liability to this team. Ugh. All right. That's all we can say about the UJ basketball game. There's four games left in the season. Is there a chance we go 4-0? No, there's not. Is there a chance that if we go 4-0, we make the tournament? No, there's not. There's no chance that we're doing that. But at least the basketball team is decent to watch yeah. again. It's fun. But keep in mind, we played terribly. They missed three free throws, and we hit a half-court shot to win the game. So mm, maybe a bit of tempered expectations. All right. Uh, we got more to talk about right now.
1: Daniel, I'm going to sign you up. I got a <clears throat> kid's peewee uh, soccer league that needs a, a motivational speaker. Uh, I'm going to sign you up for that. Okay, come on down. I got Get it. those kids geared up to go.
0: <laughs> Is there a chance we're going to win today, kids? No, there's not. Is there a chance that if we play our best and the other team doesn't play their best that we can pull it out? No, we can't. <laughs> but go out there and try anyway, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we're about here. Uh, hey, Daniel, we have a recurring segment that's most often referred to as dumb stuff we read on the Internet. That's correct. We, we love dumb favorite. stuff on the Internet. Oh, my gosh. Keeps us and in business. No. Keeps us in business, really. <laughs> It truly if you, is If you are bred.
0: Yes, why the franchise Locked On Bulldogs podcast has has, has been so long standing. It's because it, of dumb stuff we read on the internet. It's just that's why that's why we're still here.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely so we ran across some dumb stuff we read on the internet. Uh, potentially or not potentially, but but breaking down potential returning stars for next year. So, uh, uh, we have a, a couple lists of them. Yeah, uh, positionally breaking down
0: all this content put out by Mike Farrell, otherwise known as Rivals Mike on Twitter at Rivals Mike. Right? Um, uh, we have we have nothing but respect. I actually enjoy this guy's work. Don't have any real negative things to say about him. Um, oh, well, we soon will. We soon will. <laughs> Have nothing. Have obviously have nothing against uh, rivals. The site, but you can find dumb stuff anywhere on the internet. And I call your attention to some top ten returning wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks for Here next year. Now, not all of this is dumb, but no, he's
1: got a couple that are dead on.
0: But um, let me just hit you with the notables: uh, top returning wide receivers in twenty twenty. Okay. okay, Jamar Chase leads the list at number one. Sure. Devonte Smith from Alabama, number two. You got Jalen Waddle right behind him, and then so,
1: so that's like the top three. So so surely, Jorge is coming up here.
0: Jorge is just hold tight. Oh oh, you've got um, Tylen Wallace. I don't no, do you know who that is? Not a clue. If I if I offered you a sum of money. Would you be able to okay. tell me even what conference he played in?
1: Uh yeah. T- uh, um
0: big. It starts big with the big, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a good shot. Big ten. It's the big twelve. He plays for Oklahoma State.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oklahoma State. Uh he is followed by Rashad Bateman. Okay. He is followed by Justin Ross at number six uh-huh. on the uh-huh. list. And then number seven on the list, there's our boy, Jorge Pickens, ahead oh, yeah. of Rondale Moore at number eight, which, which I found to be
1: – we look, can get upset talk about,
0: about Jorge Pickens, but Rondale Moore is better than the
1: eighth best wide receiver mm-hmm. in college football. Rondale Moore is going to make someone's NFL – some GM a lot of money for picking him in the draft. That that kid can play. I I'm a big fan of him. Jorge at seven, okay, I get it. Like, a couple games he was out and whatever. But, but Daniel, that's far too low for both of these guys, just skill-wise. I, I have no idea what's happening. I here. actually don't have a
0: problem with this. It was just to give you the hot take of agreeing with the dumb stuff that we read on the Internet. Uh, I actually don't have a problem with this. And honestly, I wouldn't have been all that offended if Jorge Pickens was, didn't even have his name on didn't the list. it. Because... While I think Jorge Pickens shows the obvious potential to mm-hmm. be, and I think when he passes the eye test as much as or more than any of these guys, but he has not produced necessarily. I know he had a good season last year. Georgia fans, just calm down, chill out. But he has not necessarily produced like some of these other, um, like some of these other wide receivers have. We're gonna skip the running backs for now, Clint. And we're going to okay. go on to the quarterbacks list. <clears throat> okay? Okay. Um, Number one, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Shock. Sure. Number two, Justin Fields from Ohio State. Not a surprise. Number three, Sam Howell from North Carolina. I'll wait. Oh. Uh, um,
1: I'll um, wait. Oh, wait. Wait, you just listed two guys that won their... Their respective conferences, college football playoff represented, Mm -hmm. college football playoff, Mm -hmm. put up some of the best numbers in the FBS stats and stars, and will soon be drafted high. Mm -hmm. Compared to a true freshman who didn't suck, did he not suck? I mean, like he he didn't suck some of the time. Right, that's what I mean. He wasn't he wasn't a train
0: wreck. He didn't suck at home. Mm-hmm. Put him on the road, and it was a bit of a different story. But whatever, um, maybe it'll get better from here. Clint, number four. Oh, yeah, 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 number four. Sam Ellinger. There he is. <gasps> no,
1: no, there no, no. He is. Nope. No, there he is. No. I'm sorry. We. I can't take any we, list. We and didn't. I mean this in all seriousness. <laughs> I can't take any list with Sam Ellinger on it. We reject your list I outright. Th- I reject <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. Trevor Lawrence one, Justin Fields two, rejected. Who cares? Like at this point, I don't whatever.
0: We do not even acknowledge the the validity of the list. We do not acknowledge that it even exists. Number five.
1: This this isn't a list of Matthew McConaughey's lap children, is it? This is not that's not what we're doing here. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I
0: need sure. to double check. I'll go back to the twi- I'll go back to Twitter and verify, but I think no. Uh, okay. Number five, Tanner Morgan, quarterback from the University <laughs> of Minnesota. You get him go first. Rowing the boat up there. Uh, and then number six on the list, Jamie Newman from the okay. University of Georgia. Jamie Newman comes in ahead of number seven, Brock Purdy from Iowa State. Highly thought of quarterback. Don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Number eight, nope. Kellen Mond of Texas A&M. Now that, to Ooh. me, is Ooh. tough. Number Ooh. nine he did not look good last year. Number nine, De'Aaron King, formerly of What's-Their-Face, and now at Houston. Miami. And number 10, Clint, number 10 in your playbooks, number one in your hearts, mm. the greatest quarterback In the history of the world, Kyle Trask. Okay. All right, what do you have to say about
1: this list? Okay. I'm not mad at Jamie Newman at six. I actually thought that's pretty high for him coming back. That's. I mean, he showed some good things. Daniel and I are excited about this offense with him, but in all honesty, this is a brand-new system, brand-new place, SEC. That's high, okay? That's high. I'm just saying that. Tanner Morgan, uh, you are a product of your wide receivers. I'm sorry, kid. You just—you are those wide receivers up in Michigan or Minnesota are incredible. That—that's not you. Mm-hmm. I've already said I reject this list outright with Sam Ellinger. I—I I just mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no more words. The cherry on top, the kick in the pants mm-hmm. as you're leaving the door. You've already scoffed yeah. at the car salesman. You're not, for not even trying to. You're not even happy to be here. You're just trying I'm not to happy leave. To be here I'm anymore. just trying I'm to leave civilly. S- Stop getting your greasy pizza hands on me. The hot pocket and you can have a good time. Let me leave out of here. And on the way out, you you hit me with a Kyle Trask? Just disrespectful
0: on your way out the door. It's ris on
1: my mom's grave. Is, how oh, how dare you,
0: oh, kind sir? All that it is. Um <laughs> let's go to if that was disrespectful, Clint, let's go to a list that I would call much more respectful. To a UGA okay. fan, okay. Top running backs in college football: Clint, mm. mm-hmm. number one, mm-hmm. Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard; number two, Najee Harris; number three, Travis Etienne. These are not surprises. Okay. I like them. Let me just—I'm not even going to—I'm not even gonna finish reading the list. Let me just tell you though that Zamir White is on this list.
1: <coughs> he is. This is this is the most shocking thing.
0: He is number eight. Mike Farrell believes that Zamir White is the 8th best returning running back in all of college football, Clint. Is there a universe in which we are both diehard Georgia fans?
1: 100%.
0: Is there a universe
1: in which that is a justifiable thought? Uh, Look, here's the deal, and I say this again. I'm on record as saying Zamir White is not... My favorite running back we have on this club. Sure. But I like him. He's, he's on the team. He's got a great story. I think he has potential. I can't think of a single universe unless you are hoping that this... Unless you have placed a bet for Zamir White to win Heisman at ridiculous odds, mm-hmm. there's no reason he should be on this list. That's the only, the only thing is saying, I'm willing him to Heisman. He's starting the Heisman campaign right now, is what he's doing. He's trying to pad his own pocket.
0: That... The only thing you could be looking at is Amir White's high school, like high school tape. That's it. because when he was up there playing for the Scots in uh, North Carolina, he was he looked like the guy that would be the top ten running back coming into this season. The problem is is that then he came to college and he sat yeah. out an entire year, and then last year he played. And he was, I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be harsh. He was average. He was average. Did he have some moments when he pushed a pile and he ran a guy over? And yeah, he sure did. He surely did. Did he have some moments when there was a wide open hole to his left and he put his head down and ran straight ahead for three yards? Yep, he had... Several of those two. And do you know what those good things and bad things when you tally them all together? Do you know what you call that? When there's What's that? you call that average. That's like right there uh. in the middle. That's what that's what Zamir White is. And and listen, I wanna be wrong. I do. I wanna be wrong. But he is not the eighth best returning running back. He does not deserve to be on this list.
1: No, that's what we call name recognition for UGA. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Brand, for doing your job. Yeah, that's running back
0: you just getting some credit um, where maybe it didn't deserve as much. All right, that is it for today. Um, uh, As I said, we got a full week of shows. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to break down the cornerback position, jump back into our depth chart, um, and look at the cornerbacks coming back for next year. We're talking about the players that we expect to make an impact. Bring back some power rankings tomorrow. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and uh, we'll be here all week. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya.